It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. So six to time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Friday, so you made it. That's good. Kind of sliding into home plate for a lot of you. I know not everybody. I mean, people have to work the weekend and so on, too. But for the majority of you, okay, I got a list of really good stories this morning. But here's the rules for those who don't know. I always have open phones every single day. But on Friday, it's the entire program. And Miss Mary didn't schedule any guests for me, so it's you and me. Which means at any time, you can go ahead and either send me a note on the Wake Up Wyoming app, which I just realized I hadn't turned that on yet, so for those folks who send me notes on the app, I am turning that function on my side on right now. But you can go ahead and say, what you do is you download the Wake Up Wyoming app for free, and when it opens up, you'll see the chat option. Touch that, and you can send me text messages when I'm on the air. For the rest of you, 888 Woods, the phone number, 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, Torons, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. And just so you know, I'm going to be really inappropriate with this first one. And uh, not inappropriate. Don't worry. You don't have to get the kids out of the room. I saw a headline this morning on the Wake Up Wyoming site. Uh, our lady in in fact i think she she writes for cheyenne but she's down in i believe the fort collins area working although still up in cheyenne all the time joy greenwald who just files a lot of stories for us in that area headline cheyenne man accused of hitting roommate in head with frying pan okay now this story gets really interesting First of all, before we get into it, my, my initial thought on this was, what kind of frying pan? Was it a tactical frying pan? By the way, if you want a man, just for people out there to know, especially if you're in the retail business, if you want a man to buy something, put tactical in front of it. I was watching a commercial for, a, it's just a, a hoodie. That's all it is. It's a hoodie. And they put a couple of extra pockets on it. So now they call it a tactical hoodie. So you put tactical in front of it. There's another company that was selling a belt. So they call it a tactical belt because, you know. As soon as you put tactical in front of it, all of a sudden it's really popular with guys out there. So is it a tactical frying pan? Now by that, I mean a big, heavy cast iron frying pan. Because if you hit someone with that, I could even call that an assault pan. You hit someone with a cast iron skillet and damn. So let's call that a high-capacity assault frying pan. 
Then there's the lighter weight ones that are made out of aluminum and things like that. Those are a little bit on the wimpy side, but that's like your 9mm pistol version of it, right? Okay, so when you go to hit someone in the head with a frying pan, what kind of frying pan are you talking about? You got to pick up one that you can handle because you're going to have to get some momentum going and swing it. Got to be very careful on the on the backswing here. Uh, and there's a good way to swing it in more of a circular motion, swinging around and back to get good momentum on it. Not that I've ever hit anyone with a frying pan. I've thought of it. I've practiced it, but I've never done it. But in watching and, and practicing good frying pan technique, I mean, for that matter, a frying pan can be a great home defense weapon. If you have a cast iron skillet and someone breaks into your house, not only can you hit them with it, but you can block it. If they have bullets or a knife, that cast iron skillet is a great defensive and offensive weapon. You can fight like Captain America if Captain America's shield had a handle on it. Although I doubt if you throw it, it's going to come back to you like the Captain American shield. But anyway, you get the idea. So let's get into the story here. 32-year-old Cheyenne man facing felony charges after allegedly hitting his roommate in the head with a frying pan. Now, the problem with this guy doing that is after he hit his roommate in the head with a frying pan, he just assumed that everything would be okay. Jim and Casper, AR-12-inch frying pan... Assault high capacity. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. But you got to have enough muscle behind it, too. And good momentum. You got to practice good momentum. After you hit someone in the head with a frying pan, by the way, everything is not okay. You cannot go back to normal life. I hit you in the head. Argument over. I'll go back to doing. And this is what this guy tries to do. Okay. Shortly after 8 o'clock Tuesday morning, November 7th. Arrived to find his roommate sitting outside the home holding a towel to his head, the police did, and bleeding. Police entered the home to contact uh, Meyer's mother, who uh, stated that her son had taken a frying pan and hit her roommate in the head, their roommate, in the head with it. And police contacted him, who was in the shower. This is what I mean by after you nail someone in the head with a frying pan. Okay, well, that's over with. I guess I'll just go take a shower now. See, it doesn't work that way. Well, the police asked him to come outside because they wanted to have a little chat. So he toweled off and put his pants on and stepped out there and was immediately handcuffed. He was booked into the Larrabee County Detention Center, subsequently charged with two counts of aggravated assault. Uh, he made his initial appearance in Laramie County Court Wednesday morning, during which time bond was sent at $5,000 and his preliminary hearing is scheduled and et cetera, et cetera. So, okay. Just a warning out there to anyone. If you do get into an argument with someone and you decide to hit them in the head with a frying pan, don't tell me you haven't been tempted. You cannot go back to business as usual. Okay, I think I'll just go take a shower now and life is good and the argument's over and we're all okay. Somebody's probably going to call the cops. Unless you killed the person with it because if the frying pan is big enough, Jim again, quick, ban, it's the pan, not the person. Well, you got a point there, Jim. You got a point there. In fact, let me tell you a side story on this. 
Some years ago, I was on the air, came across a story where a wife, the husband came home. I've redecorated the bedroom. I want to show you, but I want to surprise you. Here, put on this blindfold. So he's thinking, ooh, kinky, right? He puts on the blindfold. She picks up a hammer, hits him in the head. Now, I had that story ready to go, but just before I turned on the microphone, I realized I had accidentally clicked it off. Oh, geez. Now, I'm in a panic. I'm trying to find the story again. So I type in to search, woman hits husband in head or man in head with hammer. And stories come flooding in. And I find out it's, it's and I'm not kidding you, folks. This is, to me, a huge surprise. The number one way that women deal with a man is by hitting them in the head with a hammer. Women don't tend to shoot. They don't tend to stab. They tend to pick up a hammer and hit a man. It is one of the most common ways for women to assault a man is by picking up a hammer. So right away I went into this whole tirade about assault hammers. I mean, if a woman goes to a hardware store and buys a hammer and then buys a utility belt to hang it on, that would be open carry, right? She puts it in her purse, that's concealed carry. What kind of hammer? Because as you, if you're in a construction business, you know there's all sorts of different kinds of hammers. We could have assault hammers. So a friend of mine, DJ and Gillette, hearing this rant on the air, presented me with a glass case. He had made a, a box with a hammer inside. In case of emergency, break glass, and there's a hammer in there. I thought it was really cute, but then I said to her, the problem is, how do I get to the hammer? So she provided a smaller hammer to break the glass to get at the hammer. I still have that, by the way. But yeah, that's the number one way women assault men is by picking up a hammer. Which means I think that we should get women before they buy a hammer, if they go into any kind of a store to buy a hammer, that they should have to get a special permit for that. Because why do you need a hammer, lady? What did he do? Hmm? So as Jim is saying here, the same thing with frying pans now. Since a frying pan has been used to assault someone, and it's not the first time, we cannot blame the person. It's obviously the frying pan. Look, if, if this guy had picked up a gun and shot his roommate, we would have blamed the gun. So in this case, we blame the frying pan. 616 is the time. Wake up one. Where Wyoming comes to talk. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. Time is 623. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So my sister in Lake Wales, Florida. About the frying pan story. If you're just joining me, a guy in Cheyenne hit his roommate in the head with a frying pan. And then just acted like, you know, okay, argument over, went in and took a shower. Cop showed up, asked him to come out of the shower so they could have a talk with him. Yes, he put on pants. And then they arrested him. So I'm discussing frying pan self-defense and offense in, in this particular segment of the show here, according to my sister. Seems like it would be easier to grab a frying pan as a weapon than a hammer. I would have to go all the way out through the garage to grab a hammer. Right, and then do you know where the hammers are in the garage? Because is that something you typically pick up? In, look, if I went out to my garage, I don't, I don't really know where all the tools are kept. I don't really do, I, I have to kind of hunt around. That's not, that's not the kind of tools I use. 
You know, so where's the hammer? I don't know. Okay, so I think a uh, frying pan is a, especially a cast iron skillet. Well, speaking of which, sister dear, at the family cabin, our mom collected everything from one actual cast iron skillet, which can fit in the palm of your hand, all the way up to one that is so big, it's hard to hold it up by the handle. It's huge. And I've always wondered, I saw she was in the kitchen one time with the wood stove on. She was making pancakes. And she decided to make one big pancake that covered the whole bottom of that big one. And I wanted to know from her, well, how are you going to flip that? And I left the room for like a moment and came back to see what she was doing. And by God, she had flipped it. I didn't see how. But she made one massive pancake out of it, which I admire her for things like that. Anyway, so yeah, a frying pan's a great offensive and defensive weapon. Because like I said, a cast iron skillet, not one of those aluminum pieces of garbage, it's not going to do you a whole lot of good. But a cast iron skillet. They, you're, they try to punch you, you block them. They try to stab you, you block them. They try to shoot you. That'll probably ricochet back and hit them. Great defensive weapon. And then offensively, oh, yeah, once you get momentum going on that sucker, pfft. But what you don't do is hit somebody in the head with it and then think it's over and just go about your business the rest of the day like nothing happened, which was this guy's big mistake. Okay. Let's go to New York real quick, because this is not surprising at all. So New York City. New York police have arrested a man who they say opened fire on a subway platform Tuesday. Now, you would think, oh, God, a guy had a gun, and he opened fire on a platform. Well, the rest of the story says, see, there was a woman who was being mugged violently. That's rude, right? So this guy jumps in to fight off the mugger. And while getting into a confrontation with the mugger, the hero, pulls his gun and shoots, but not to kill the mugger, shoots a warning shot into the ground. So, yeah, the police go after the mugger, but they also arrest the guy with the gun because he's in New York with a gun. So no one was hurt in the altercation, which erupted after a 49-year-old homeless man was trying to mug a 40-year-old woman. NYPD arrested John Rope of Queens on Wednesday afternoon, hours after asking for the public to help track him down in connection with the altercation. Rote uh, overheard the mugging suspect demanding the woman give money, and again, it got kind of violent. Uh, Rote is accused of firing shots, interrupting the attempted robbery. He's not accused of interrupting the robbery. That's not a charge, but firing the shots. Surveillance shows him calmly walking out through the turnstile, carrying a tote bag and, you know, other things that he had with him. So he helped the woman out and then walked away. Uh, Roe could not immediately be reached for comment. Quote, I want to be clear. We don't tolerate this kind of conduct in New York City. City's top transit officials said... Once again, cameras recorded the perpetrator, and we are grateful the NYPD arrested him. Thank goodness nobody was hurt here, but what occurred was outrageous, reckless, and unacceptable. Were you talking about the mugger or the guy who saved the lady? All right. Because I would actually go and to, to the guy who saved the lady and thank him. He did everything right. He confronted the guy... Shot at the ground was not trying to kill him to scare him off. 
Oh, my sister says I made a pizza in that big pan at the cabin. Really? Now that see that sounds perfect. Because you can make a nice big pizza in that huge frying pan. Have you ever tried to cook something in the smallest one? Be curious about that. I mean, it wouldn't be very appetizing. It's so small, but still you could. Coming up on 6.30, local news coming your way right after local news update on the weather forecast. You and I get back into it again. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Got something to say? Chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app or call 888-97-WOODS. Nine thirty-six. of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Okay, so I got to react to everybody here. From my sister dear in Lake Wales, Florida, DJ and Gillette and Huey and Guernsey, uh, you're not understanding the size of the skillet I'm talking about. So at the family cabin in the Carolina Mountains, above our wood stove, which is a pretty good-sized wood stove, as wood stoves go, my mom had uh, hung up above the wood stove all of these different size cast iron skillets. From this little teeny one to one that's so big, it's kind of difficult to pick it up by the handle. It's really, I mean, no, really, it's huge. Now, for the small one, both my sister, DJ, and Gillette, and Huey say the small one is good for one single egg. No, 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 no. No, it's smaller than that. Maybe a hummingbird egg. I mean, this thing is tiny. Sister, dear, next time you go up, take a look at it. There's one little skillet up there that is so small, it's too small to cook an egg in. And I've always wondered, what do you do with that little guy? It would fit in the palm of your hand, the entire thing. I mean, including, it's not like it fits in the palm of your hand and the handle sticks out from the side. I mean, everything, including the handle, would sit comfortably in the middle of the palm of your hand. It's a, it, But it is made out of cast iron. It's, I don't know where she got this tiny little thing from, but that's how small we're talking here with that particular cast iron skillet. Okay, one other, and I got some weird ones. We'll get into some serious news, but here's one. I saw a meme bunch of guys sitting there in a hunting tent which would be a tactical tent because as I said earlier if you want guys to buy something just put tactical in front of it my shoes have tactical shoelaces therefore every man has to have a pair right so a father and his two sons in a hunting tent sorry tactical tent and they're eating Entenmann's donuts which are great donuts by the way So this is what guys do when they go hunting, right? They sit out there drinking coffee and eating donuts, waiting for the deer to go by, of course. They are boycotting the donut company, Entenmann's. And Entenmann's makes more than just donuts, by the way. They make all sorts of great treats. Remember, Sister Deer, Dad used to bring home Entenmann's pretty much every single Sunday. My favorite was the crumb cake, but I waited. I, I wanted them to have more... Uh, crumbs than bread, which they finally did. They call it the ultimate crumb cake, which was about 60% crumbs, which I preferred. Anyway, so why are these guys boycotting these donuts? Don't worry, the company didn't go woke. It's not like a Bud Light thing. Nothing like that. The prices are reasonable. The donuts are delicious. The problem is every time they reach into the package, 
it makes a loud crinkling sound. And the deer can hear that. And then, of course, deers have, they have great smell, too. So as soon as they hear the crinkling going on and they smell the coffee, they know there's a couple of fat hunters crouched over there somewhere, eating donuts, drinking coffee, and waiting for a deer to go by. Bring back the days, as far as I'm concerned, like the, like the Indians used to do. They would go hunting deer, but they wouldn't sit there with a rifle that could scope something in from over a mile away, eating donuts and drinking coffee, waiting for something to show up in just the right place so they can shoot it. Uh, they went out there with like a bow and arrow and did it. On the ground, not up in a perch. No donuts Involved. So anyway, that was, I looked at the meme and I thought, yeah, let's go ahead and write this up. So if they could, now if they're smart hunters, they would repackage the donuts into something that doesn't crinkle. They would think in advance. Let's buy the donuts, but let's package it in some way that doesn't crinkle all that cellophane every time we reach in for another one. Also, don't bring a loud friend. Okay, don't bring anybody who hasn't been hunting in a while unless you want to teach them. And if you're trying to teach someone how to hunt, just get used to the idea that on that particular trip, you're not going to get anything because they're going to be making too much noise, especially if you bring donuts. So there's that story I have up this morning and see one of the other ones. Oh. I will get into this a, a little bit later this morning. There is a, a several geologists that I follow. One of them lives in Wyoming, and there's another geologist that has been traveling, th- well, a couple of them, travel through Wyoming. One spent the summer here. He just took a summer vacation in Wyoming. And while traveling through Wyoming and camping and fishing and so on, he stopped at all sorts of interesting places. And talk about it. I made YouTube videos about him. It was great stuff. I've been featuring him all summer long on the Wake Up Wyoming site. He was at Flaming Gorge, right on the border between Wyoming and Utah, fishing. So on the Wyoming side, he had passed a geology sign. We And he loves the fact, he's complimented many times over, that in Wyoming, you pass by these signs every so often that points to some cliff face and says, these rocks are. And it tells you what kind of rocks, when they were formed, how long ago, and so on. He loves that. But as he's fishing right there on the border of Wyoming and Utah in Flaming Gorge, he's looking at the landscape and he's looking at the sign on the Wyoming highway and thinking, that's not right. So I have that story up there too about what they, and I, I wrote up the story and I let the geologist know that I wrote up the story featuring his video. And then I sent it to YDOT so they know that that sign's out there. I-80 John, morning. I-80 John and Granite Candy, morning, Glenn. Intimates are a East Coast treat. Reminds of my uh, dad loved the raspberry cake. Oh, the raspberry cake was great. Dave in Torrington, hi, Glenn. My cousin carries one of those teeny skillets in her purse to use against the bad guys. See? And she doesn't have to get a permit or anything like that. 6.43, wake up. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Hey, 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 hey,
is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the uh, modern-day phone system, which is YouTube Messenger, to talk to Frank Gambino, who's out there on the road. What are you doing out there? Uh, maybe I don't have him out there. Uh, hang on, Frank. You hear me this way? Hmm. Okay. Uh, no, I heard a noise out there, but I guess I can't... Uh, seem to communicate with Frank Gambino because he's not hearing me. Let me see if I can do it this way over here. I'm going to go ahead and give him a uh, another note because I was just sending him notes back and forth. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, nothing? Hello, hello, hello. Okay, I'm just having him call me. <clears throat> we seem to be having some kind of a technical issue here, so... Uh, Will shoot, says Miss Mary. Miss Mary, I think this might have to do with the same problem that I was talking to you early this morning. And I'll probably have to do the uh, same thing when it comes to... I'll let Don Day know. He'll probably have to call in, too. Because, yeah, there's some minor... And you know what the technical... I tell you what the technical issue will be, folks, is there's one little something that needs to be clicked in order to fix our technical problem. I, we came across it somewhere this morning where I was trying to listen back to something I recorded and I couldn't do it. I don't, I don't know what the problem was. I couldn't seem to hear myself after I recorded something. So, oh, okay. Uh, let me see. Can't get a hold of... Let me see. Uh, pardon me while we kind of try to fix this. Uh-huh. Live radio. There we go. I just sent Frank another message. Just uh, try to call in. We'll see if we can get him on the air. If not, Miss Mary will come in and see if she can figure it out because I'm usually pretty... Don't laugh. I'm pretty tech-savvy at stuff. But sometimes, as you know, when you're dealing with uh, some pretty complicated computer systems, there's going to be that one... Will, sister dear, your husband knows this. You spend forever trying to find this one little thing that somehow or other got unclicked. And a lot of you know what I mean by this. Windows, if you're using that kind of a computer, will do an update. And that Windows update will screw up everything. A lot of you know my pain. You got everything set exactly the way you wanted. And Windows decided, okay, we're going to go ahead and set this up and get it working just so. And for whatever reason, it doesn't work anymore anyway. At least it did yesterday. It does it. Things that you had just perfectly said now are all screwed up because Windows decided it needs to be configured a different way. So now you've got to go searching through all of those back menus. And I know a lot of you out there thinking, I'm not really tech savvy. The days of you being tech savvy are supposed to be gone. Really, in most cases, today's computer systems are designed to be you just have to touch what you need, and when you're done, you swipe it away, and that's it. You don't really have to worry about how to operate a system anymore because it's pretty obvious. But what happens if something in the works behind the main screen gets screwed up? That's when you got to call in someone who is technically savvy. Now, for the most part, if there is a problem, I might be a little slow at it, but I know my way around enough that I'll eventually find my way in. 
and I'll be able to fix something. Okay. But this time around, though, this morning, there's that one thing that I wasn't able to do. So Miss Mary will come in and help me during this break that we have coming up in just a moment over here. See, I was you could hear Frank back there, right? And for some reason he couldn't hear me. Okay. We'll take a look at it. Don't worry. We'll make sure to get Don Day on as well. Other than that, everything on this program is working just fine. Ah, modern technology. Now, if you're thinking, well, it was a lot easier when everything was analog. No, it wasn't. Analog had just as many problems. Just different kinds of problems. All right. Coming up on some local business. News time after that. Update on the weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. We fixed it. I'm just updating everybody who's been listening to the program up to now, and then I'll get into some real news here. Just so you know, we had a early this morning when I got to work, we had a little computer glitch. Most everything worked, but it had to do with this program called Adobe Audition, which is what we record out of, and it could have been a bigger problem than just that. And so there's the short story. I was having problems. Why can't I hear this? I can record into it. Why can't I hear it? Okay, well... Frank Gambino's out of town, but I tried to connect with him, and he couldn't hear me. And he was not on the phone. He was somewhere else, another way of connecting, and we, he couldn't hear me. So Miss Mary decided to come in and give it a shot because she has recently dealt with this exact same problem. So because she had dealt with it in another studio, she's going to sit down and try to recreate what she did to fix it in that other studio because I couldn't find it. And it's going to be one little obscure thing to click. I know it is. After fiddling around for a few minutes, Miss Mary found it and clicked on it, and now everything is working, as near as we can tell. Everything's working. But she has no idea what she did. What did you click on, Mary? I don't know. But it's working, so she's not going to fight it. So from now on, we need to run some... I, I will stand behind her recording video while she fixes it, or she'll stand behind me if I'm the guy fixing it, and now we'll know what we did. But it usually has to do with Windows decided to update something. And when it did, it screwed everything else up. All right. Off to the news. By the way, 888 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Now, every so often, we have to go every 10 years, is it? We go through the census. All right. When the census comes in every year, it seems to get a bit thicker. They ask more and more questions. Now, some of you consider census questions to be a bit intrusive, and I get it. To me, I look at it and I think, they just don't need to know all of this. I'm not going to answer all of this. Yeah, sometimes the information can even get a little bit personal, but I, I'm, I'm not a tin hatter. I'm not going to get upset at the questions. I just look at it and go, why are you asking me all of this? You don't need to know this. It has nothing to do with the function of government. Just ask a few simple questions. So despite what I would get last time I got a census, and I let them know right away 
uh, well, they, they let me know that you got to fill this whole thing out under penalty of law. Like, yeah, right. So I just filled out what I wanted to fill out, what I thought was relevant. I am, uh, I let them know my age. It's nice to know the age of people, where I live, a few basic things like that. I'm not going to answer the whole long list of, of questions, especially the irrelevant ones. Here's the latest. U.S. Censors Census Bureau proposes adding gender and sexuality questions for those ages 15 and up. Why do they need to know the sexuality of your teenager? Yeah, I just I just wouldn't fill it out. I just not not your business. I have a kid. The kid's 15 years old. There you go. So. The U.S. Census Bureau says under fire for embracing progressive ideology, says the story, around gender and sexuality and pushing for taxpayer dollars to fund it. U.S. Senator Marco Rubio, Republican of Florida, J.D. Vance, Republican, Ohio, sent a letter to the U.S. Census Bureau director calling on him to rescind its plan to incorporate gender identity and sexuality questions into the survey. The Census Bureau proposes to change the federal register of the survey to ask about both someone's sex assigned at birth. Okay. What, yeah, what is your sex or gender assigned at birth? Not that it was assigned at conception, oh no. As well as asking for someone's current gender. Yeah. So forget what happened when, when you were born. They didn't pull you out and say, it's a boy. What did you decide you were later? The question that would give the options male, female, transgender, non-binary, and, and that list will, trust me, that list will grow. This person uses a different term, fill in the blank. Oh, well, well there you go. Now it grows. Just whatever, fill in the blank. What if instead in, in the next census I just write whatever? I might just do that. The question would go only to respondents who are at least 15 years old. Uh, it's physical 2023 budget request for Congress. The Censorship Bureau requested $10 million to study how best to word the question. Okay, now here's the part that really gets me. So they want to figure, they want to figure out how best to word that question about sexuality and sexual identity in the census. So to study that, they want $10 million to figure out how to ask the question. That's a $10 million question. In which case, if I could, if I were in charge of the money, I would just say no. In fact, don't even include the question. Well, it goes along, well, I can name a lot of other questions along all sorts of other lines that I just looked at the last census. And again, I just didn't fill most of it out. Why are you asking me this? No, you don't need to know that. It's not your business. So, okay. Quote, one such emerging need of our nation is to improve the measurement of uh, sexual orientation and gender identity and population, the budget request said. Improving how we collect data on sexuality and... Okay, see, again, why I... What someone identifies as is none of the government's business. See, I'm, you're listening to someone who's more libertarian. Whatever you decide to identify your life as is none of the government's business. They don't need to get involved in all of this. That's not what they're there for. 
That's my argument. Whatever you think I'm thinking about it, what I'm really thinking about it is the government is not in this business. They're in the business of, you know, um, make it, providing a military to keep us in a bubble of freedom. Police and fire department. Sure, they can build some roads and bridges. Courts to settle our disputes. They And deal with the bad guys that they arrest. Tammy and Casper on the census. Morning, Tammy. Glenn, how are you? Very good. What you got? Well, I think if you go and maybe if we look and see what the actual purpose of the census is, it's just to count people. Yeah. It's not to find out male, female. It's not to find out your income. It's yeah. not to find out if you're married or, or divorced or anything like that. So there again, they're doing these researches or they're doing yeah. these um, surveys that don't need to be done. They're asking you questions that are none of their business. Right, which is why I didn't fill out things like, well, what's your income? None of your business. Yeah. You don't need to know my income. You're the government. You don't need to know. And my... they, they don't need to spend that ten thousand dollars or whatever. Ten million to figure out how ten million yeah. on how to phrase the question because that's a question that don't need to be asked. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But even if even if it was a question that needed to be asked, why ten million dollars to study the question? Where does that? How do you figure on ten million dollars to study the question? Well, probably because they have to find somebody with a Ph.D. that knows oh, how to read the dictionary and find mm. the right words. Yeah, a Ph.D., some guy with a Ph.D. who needs $10 million, apparently. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, you mentioned that also... can read the dictionary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, actually, I kind of threw out the modern-day dictionary a long time ago. I think they're screwing everything up. But, all right, you, you really nailed it, though. The purpose of the census is... How many people are in the country? And I don't mind if they ask things like, and how old are you? Because they want to know what's the right. age of the country. Where do you live? Where do people live, in other words? You don't need to know my exact address and all that kind of stuff. But basically, I live here on this age, you know, that kind of stuff. That gives them a basic idea. You should be able to fill out the census on a, something the size of a postcard. Right? Yeah. And if you go back to the... The 1800s or early 1900s, I believe that's how it was done. Yeah. Okay. They, they went or they had census takers that went around to your house and you had maybe five questions. Right. You, you found out, you know, that there was a mom and a dad and how many kids? Oh, there was five kids. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is a this is a family of seven people. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, there's seven people. They're all related. They live in this house. Done. Right. Yep, that's it. All right. Thanks for calling this morning. I appreciate it. That, that's really what I'm getting down to the core of here is when your government conducts a census. Again, you're listening to more of a libertarian thinker. I like to call myself libertarian-ish. So what does your government really need to know based on what kind of a job they're supposed to be doing? And trust me when I say your federal government is involved in all sorts of jobs that they're not supposed to be involved in. That's why I'm for greatly reducing, greatly reducing the size of government. So, like Tammy and I were just talking about, what I would put in a census, if it were up to me, every time the census was due, you would get in your mailbox a little postcard 
okay? A three-by-five card, if you will, but something the size of a postcard. And there would be a couple of boxes to check and a couple of places you can go ahead and write in. You know, how many, like, like Tammy said, how many people live in your household? Well, six. You know, basic things like that. And go ahead and fill that out and send it in. There, we're done. Because every single year, the census gets thicker and thicker. And they get into all sorts of questions that they don't need to answer. I remember during the Obama administration, there were even questions about health care, things like this. None of your business. So that's why I didn't fill out most of it, and I sent it back in. Now, again, when it came, the census, I remember, coming with a warning that I, under law, had to fill it all out. Well, no one ever did anything. But, you know, I didn't, and nobody ever did anything. So, Because they don't have the resources to back that up. Nor, nor do they have the, uh, really, it's not even a member of our, uh, part of our law or constitution that you have to fill all of that out. 718, wake up my own. No chicken. King of this show. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Dialed 888-97-WOODS to join the conversation. Twenty-three is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Okay, we got, I got into a little bit on the census here because they started asking all sorts of questions. They do this all the time. They keep expanding what kind of questions, and most of it has nothing to do with anything. And the latest question that they want to answer or have you answer, they want $10 million to do a study to find out how to answer or ask the question, which is ridiculous in itself. So, okay, here's a question, Jan from Cheyenne. Why are we doing census now? I thought we did that at the change of the decade. No, no, this is, we're not doing the census now. The Census Bureau is trying to put together the next census. And they're trying to figure out what kind of questions to put in the next census. So that, that's where the discussion is. We're not doing the census right now. As they try to figure it out, I look at it and I think, why are you trying to figure new questions? The same old questions would have been just fine. Let's see, why was I selected? Why do I participate? Okay, I'm looking at some different questions that are on the internet here about it. Is it legal to refuse to answer the, you must answer all questions truthfully? Okay, you can be prosecuted for non, and sent to prison for non-compliance. Okay, so, I do understand that they want all the questions answered truthfully. But there were many questions the last time I got a census. Uh, again, it was a nice, thick packet. And most of the questions I thought, I, why? no, you can't ask me that. So I just didn't answer. I wasn't dishonest. I just didn't answer the question because it's not your business, I thought. And I continued on. You know. uh, let me see. There's 4 and 10 census okay let me let me try this um let me try us okay so questions for 2020 okay name and uh, sex age date of birth when it got to the i know what did you do when it got to the question of race i just didn't put anything 
again, you're talking to somebody here, and tell me if I'm being a little bit overboard on it. I, I don't mind that at all. I look at it as being the more libertarian guy. Our government should be involved in very little. Your government's not so, supposed to be doing a whole lot. And when it does do a whole lot, you see what kind of trouble we get into. So that's why I say, yeah, military to protect our borders, to keep us in a bubble of freedom. Police fire in the court system, good. Okay, it's a good idea to have the police department fire. Courts to deal with the criminals also to settle our disputes. Yeah, they can build some roads and bridges. But other than that, they should keep out of most everything else. But they're involved in so many things, that's part of what the census becomes part of. I don't mind this. Uh, when it comes to your house, they're curious. Do you own or rent? Is it an apartment or is it a house? Okay. I, I really didn't mind that question so much, although I do know some people who wouldn't even answer that. They would just put down, I live here. There's this many people in the household. You know, and, and sure, maybe answer a couple of questions about age, and that was about it. Uh, let me see. Information for each person living there, and it wants the name of each person there. It wants to know what's the race, um, Hispanic, Mexican, Puerto Rican, Cuban. So it even breaks down South American countries. And then it goes into uh, white. Now, I don't know. Here, maybe my sister can help me. What do we put? We are a mix of quite a few things. So when it comes to race, I, I don't know what to put down. I mean, we can say we're Caucasian. You know, that's about it. But when you actually get a look at our genealogy, and that's true with most people, there's such a, a mix. Jan and Cheyenne, I had a census packet within the past month. Did you? Okay. I didn't. I, I got one. You know, they're supposed to do what? Every 10 years? That's the last time I got one. Let me see. Um, education, college, military, job, or business. Here's where, again, I didn't answer this. Uh, what's my education level? It's not, I, I'm not offended by the question. I am not at all offended by the question, but I, I don't really care to answer what my education level is. That's not something that they should be concerned with. Go about doing the business of government. It doesn't matter what my education level is. And then, uh, let me see, what's the person's age? Oh, that I might be filling it in for. Okay, it just keeps going on and on like this. Does this person usually live? Oh, is there someone in, living in your household that usually lives somewhere else? So now I'm answering questions for other people that are in my household there. That goes on and on and on too. Okay, so I'm looking at the actual census, the last census that arrived there. But okay, my overall point being... Yeah, you can do the census in a card the size of a postcard, online or in your mail. And that should be about the end of it. Ten million dollars to figure out how to ask, to figure out how to ask one question. This is what your government's doing now. Let's wake up my own. Covering world-ending catastrophes for years to come. It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Find content, chat live, and listen on demand on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. I'm just happy to be here. 
still I know the world's on fire, the situation's dire A lot of work and courage gonna be required, but I'm just happy to be here. 7.36 the time. It's Wake Up My Own Wing. My name is Glenn Woods. All right, 888 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. We can get back to the census question if you want, but I think I've said everything I've wanted to say. But, well, here, let, let me throw in just one more thing. About, again, as you're more of a libertarian kind of guy, my opinion on government is what the founders originally set us up to be where government doesn't do a whole lot. And the reason government doesn't do a whole lot is take a look at what government ends up being in every case. Throughout history, it's not just a modern times thing. Throughout history, they try to take on too much and they screw everything up. Government wanted to fix health care, make it more affordable, more accessible. It's now outrageously expensive and less accessible. And for those few countries, and there's very few countries actually, that have universal health care that's supposed to be free, it's outrageously expensive, and it's some of the worst health care on the planet. That includes the U.K. and Canada. Government wants to fix our schools. The more money and government they pour into our schools, the worse our schools get. They want to fix energy. And the, the more they try to fix energy, the more expensive energy gets from your fuel that you use to drive around to electricity, stuff like that. keeps getting more and more outrageously expensive. And more and more intermittent, less reliable. This is with everything they try to fix, which is why they shouldn't be fixing everything. We need to get them out of it. So that's one of the reasons why when I get a census form, I look at all the questions they ask. And I ask, I answer very little of it because my thought is you're not supposed to be doing all of this. Again, I'm not angry or upset at the questions. I'm not wearing some tin hat. It's just it's not your business. Why, you're not supposed to be doing this. So that's my opinion. I fill out a few basic things and send it back. Most of it's left blank. Right. So uh, on that, since I mentioned schools, a good website for news. It's not a well-known website, but it's a good site for news. It's called the Center Square. Poll says, now you don't need a poll for this, but anyway, Americans say schools should focus on math, reading, and writing. Gosh, really? A large majority of voters say that public schools should be focusing on the basics, math, reading, science, social studies, to improve the quality of public education in this country. That according to a reader's poll conducted October in conjunction with, uh, and they talked about different polling companies they and who they polled. The poll results come as the nation is seeing academic achievement decline since school, well, and it blames COVID really. But in general, academic achievement has been going down for a long time. A very long time. It, the more, uh, especially special interest groups get involved, the more special interest groups get involved, the more we get away from what actually should be taught in schools. And so kids end up getting more of a woke education than an education in reading and math and science and so on. Almost two-thirds registered voters said they would focus on core subjects. Math, reading, writing, science, social studies. That's what they want to do. Not what we're doing currently now. Of those surveyed who had children under the age of 18, 
55% said focusing on core subjects is essential to improving education, while 70% of parents with children over the age of 18 said the same thing. So again, I look at this and I think, oh, okay, well, the story goes on and on and it breaks things down. But I looked at that uh, headline uh, this morning and I thought, well, duh, of course parents think this. And it also shows in it, there's a struggle in some states, oh, Wyoming's one of those states, but some states even struggling more with the idea of school vouchers, which you know I'm in favor of, it, letting parents decide, you want a good Catholic education for your kid, go there. Your kid is some other religion and he got a school for it, go there. If your kid, if you're more of a liberal family, there's schools like that, go there. Charter schools, private schools, homeschooling is really big. And I think vouchers should be for homeschoolers as well. That's what I, I think really the best way to do this is, like I've said, with so many other things, the best way to solve the problem is step one. There's more than one step. Step one, get the government out of it because they're seriously screwing this up. And I do look, I understand, you know, a lot of grades in schools have gone down since COVID, they said. Yes, but a lot of issues were arising in our schools even before COVID. So I don't just blame COVID for this. There's a lot of issues even before the whole COVID thing happened. So what then? What, what's the solution? Well, where did it all start? Where did the problems really start? It started when our government took over the school system to make it something that was free, affordable, and accessible to everybody. And in doing so, okay, every year they, make, they pour more money into it. And every year they make it a little bit worse. 742, wake up. The only show broadcasting from a bunker under Devil's Tower. Hey, it's cold down here. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, 6 a.m. weekdays on AM 1030 and FM 95.1. 745 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So on the line with me, I've got Don Day from Day Weather. So, okay, Don, uh, my suspicion continues as we continue with one nice day after the next. Even this morning, when I got up and put a coat on and stepped outside, I thought, not bad. Nope, not bad. And not bad is going to be a good way to describe the weather here for many, many days. We've got probably six days at least of, of really very quiet weather, not much going on. So, you cannot put off raking leaves anymore. You, this is your you, this is your chance. Okay, because I never did. I just let them blow blow into my neighbor's yard. I, but okay, that's all. And then I bought a. Then I got a, a house that didn't have a tree. So you can't blame me for leaves. Okay, that's just. Psh, I don't have to rake leaves because I don't have any. All right. How about when we get into this weekend? Because people have hopes. Yeah, the, the the weekend. The thing about the weekend. The negative about the weekend will be the wind. Uh, it okay. is going to be windy, especially in the usual spots. Although I think the worst wind will actually be up into Montana. Uh, those areas are probably going to have the higher, highest wind gusts. But it will be dry. The sun will be out. And we'll have some high clouds that you get in these windy patterns. But it's November. You, this is the time of year it gets more windy. And for the first half of next week, uh, warm, high pressure will be overhead. So this is going to last through at least next Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, okay, so yeah, w when you say that, I notice looking ahead, because I like using that windy app for a wind forecast, and I didn't notice in the next few days anything really horrible. It just picks up. 
it picks up. Like I said, nothing horrible. Okay. But if you're going to be doing anything out there, especially on the north-south highways, uh, you know, be ready for those gusts of winds. You know, people pulling trailers, that type of thing. It's just, it's just Wyoming in the cold season. Sure, you're yeah. going to have some yeah. wind. Okay, but still, I have to keep asking because we're getting closer to that date. Yet up north, things are brewing. Things are brewing, but they're locked up there for a while. And they will be. Uh, Thanksgiving week, you know, a week, uh, a week from this coming weekend. And then the week following, which does take us into Thanksgiving week, we are expecting the weather to change. We are expecting colder, wet conditions to, to return to the Rockies. So, so that's coming, but it's, it's, it's a week away. Okay. Hey, have a great weekend. You too. Don Day with Day Weather. I'm sorry, we have to get him on the phone right now because we had fixed some technical issues, but there's still apparently some other technical issues. So we'll get all of that sorted out at some point. The way I usually connect with him is not working out. And the same thing goes with Frank Gambino. Frank is out on the road right now. I didn't ask you last time, Frank, because I couldn't get you on the phone. Where are you? I'm in Laramie, Wyoming. Oh, okay. So you're going to be there for the game then? Yeah, the first game is at noon. Oh, okay. Oh, no, no, no. I was thinking of the football game. No, no, no. The the, the, uh, the high school football games. Oh, that's happening in Laramie too. Okay, so Laramie yeah. has a whole weekend of nonstop football. The other well, game is in Vegas. Yes, for, yes. Okay. So there's five high school games: two today, three tomorrow. It's a right. beautiful morning in Laramie. It's nice and nice and sunny. But it was cold last night. Holy yeah. hell! Okay. All right, so I wanted to bring this up because we had to get your opinion on this. Uh, in Cheyenne, Wyoming, a guy hit his roommate in the head with a frying pan, right? And then went in to take a shower, and the cops showed up and told him to step out, and then they arrested him. And so mm-hmm. I really, of course, being the responsible uh, radio personality I am uh, doing talk and news in Wyoming, got into a discussion with everybody about the importance of carrying the right kind of frying pan in the house for when you might need it. Uh, well, was it like a small one just for eggs or a big yeah, one? See the, the Teflon? Well, there you, you go. Know? First off, you don't want one of those aluminum ones if you're going to use it for self-defense. No, yeah, yeah, cast iron's better, right? Plus, cast iron oh, has say. that has that sound to it that we all got used to when we listened to the cartoons as kid. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that, it's better to have, and you can use the cast iron skillet to uh, block bullets and anything else that might be coming at you too. And those and those handles on those heavy yes. duty skillets are actually pretty good. They are. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you can kind of use it as a shield. You right. know. Yes. I would suggest, if you're going to buy one for self-defense, that you go to wherever sells cast iron skillets and pick up a few because you want to get one that's not too heavy for you and is good on the mm-hmm. backswing. Yeah, and, and if you throw it the right way, it'll work like a Frisbee. Sure. Well, you're not exactly going to be Captain America throwing his shield around. No. No. No, but... It's not going to come back to you, in other words. <laughs> no, it's not a boomerang. No, no, no. no, no if you no. could do that, though, then I would suggest getting two and becoming the next superhero. But anyway, when you clock your roommate up, this is just some advice for some people here. Should you decide to clock your roommate or significant other, whatever it might be, upside the head with a frying pan, don't think that all is good after that. The argument is settled, and you can just go into the shower and then continue your day as if nothing happened. Because if that person is able to get up, at the very least, they're going to call the cops, okay? Just tossing that out there. Exactly.
Well, the state high school football championship games begin here in Laramie this afternoon. The first game will be the 2A contest as Bighorn will meet Torrington. Bighorn won the state championship last season over Lovell with a touchdown in the last minute of the game. The Rams are 9-1 and beat Torrington by 5 in the regular season. The Blazers lost their first two games of the season but improved week by week to get to the title game. They committed 8-3, so that's a noon start today at War Memorial Stadium. Second game today will be the 3A championship as Star Valley will play Cody. Star Valley beat Cody in last year's title game. And Star Valley also handed Cody their only loss this season, 41-14. Both teams are 10-1. That's a 3 p.m. start today from the war. Tomorrow, the first championship game will be the 1A six-man contest as Little Snake River will take on Burlington. Little Snake River has won the last two state titles in six-man and beat Burlington in last year's title game. LSR is 9-0 this year, Burlington 9-1. These two teams did not play each other during the regular season. And when one, at 1 p.m. tomorrow, Wind River will play Big Piney for the 1A nine-man title. Wind River is 10-0 and handed Big Piney their only loss of the season, so the punches are 9-1. Finally, tomorrow at 4 p.m., it's Sheridan Chinese for the 4A championship, a rematch of last year's title game won by Sheridan. The Bronx are 11-0 and beat East during the regular season. Thunderbirds are 10-1. Keep track of all the high school football championship games on wildpreps.com. Tonight in college football, the Wyoming Cowboys will be in Las Vegas to meet UNLV. Win as many games as you can and get the best bowl game you can. That's the name of the game for the folks. UW is 6-3 overall, 3-2 in Mountain West Conference play, and don't overlook UNLV. They're much better than in previous years. 7-2 and two overall, 4-1 and one in league play. The Cowboys are 5.5-point underdogs in the game. We'll have that for you at 8.45 tonight on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. And the high school All-State selections have been announced. 4A state champion Laramie had his four-time, uh, four-time All-State pick in Maddie Stuckey. Michonne Sailors and Tessa Dodd also made All-State for the first time for the Plainsman. Kelly Walsh with two All-Staters and Kendall O'Leary and McKenna Lorenzen. Brady Slabs with Cheyenne East also made all state in two a burn in two a burns players brooke hansen made all state for the second time her, her teammate taya gallegos and savannah kirkbride made it for the first time emily haas and jessica hoffman first time all state selections for pine bluffs and that's it in sports so when you're in laramie covering sports do you stay at little america in cheyenne no i'm i'm here at the best western in okay larry okay so, i haven't I mean, tried the best nice western i can in... go right to the stadium in 10 minutes oh nice okay i kind of figured something really close for it because i like that little america it's a really good place but uh yeah there's got to be some place in laramie which is like right up the road right there right okay it's perfect so you're gonna have a perfect weekend aren't you I should hope so. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Open phones all the way, just you and me. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Six of time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Friday, and I'm glad you made it. Head not into the weekend with open phones. So there's all the things I want to talk about, but you can interrupt at any time. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Augie wants to talk about the census. Morning. 
Yeah, I've, I've got my own unique senses. If you get anything in paper, uh, they want to know your race. I usually mm. put down um, Caucasian, but mm. then an asterisk, and then you follow it, bloodline similar to Elizabeth Warren. Sure. I mean, you, you got to have some humor in this That's life. wrong, no. Uh, no. You, I used to school with a guy. Sure. Uh if words could kill, he'd be a serial killer. Uh-huh. Okay. But anyway, there were 10 people in our department in school. Administration would always pick the next chairman. Right. Well, Joel, uh, his philosophy was if things are going too smooth, they do something to screw it up. Sure. So he, he would, this is the days of the mineograph, early 70s. Mm. So he would just print up more ballots. So poor old John, the current. Uh, department chair and always got more ballots than what he sent out back. Yeah. <laughs> other thing, <laughs> the other thing I would do, uh, you get some survey from some government agency in Indiana. They want to know how much money you spent on assets for the year, yeah. three years coming, five years. Well, there's, there's a barcode there. You take a felt tip pen mm-hmm. or a black. Uh, ink pen, and you fill out the barcode to just distract and send it back. Okay, sure. Yeah, anything to kind of screw them up along the way. What if I just go ahead and put in uh, all of the right answers, but in all of the wrong places? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Possibly if things are going too smooth, they have a lot of time, uh, let's help them out. I I think, sure. Well, if they can... uh, say that they need $10 million just to figure out how to word one question, I figure that we ought to make them work for it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know a few years ago, uh, the governing agency is called CMS now, Hmm. Center for Medicare, Medicare, Medicaid uh, Services, used to be called, um, I, I can't remember what it was, but when they changed their name to CMS, it was like a $35 million or oh, something yeah. Yeah. to change it. I mean, this is years ago, so I can't imagine what it would cost now. But yeah. I will let you go. All right. Thanks for calling. I appreciate you holding Thanks. on through all the news and information break, too. 888 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D. I think it's something that's really... Uh, he's, he's right about what he said. There's different government agencies that want to name an agency or rename an agency... And somehow or other, they think it costs millions of dollars to do it. And, of course, it doesn't. I could Hand me a hundred bucks, I'll do it for you. Tom is in Laramie. Hello, Tom. Hey, Glenn. How you doing? Good, sir. What you got? Well, over the years, I've helped a lot of people with census forms and how to do it legally and stuff yeah. without getting in trouble. Yeah. And, you know, in, in, they use the words interchangeably, and they shunt. In the early part of the Constitution, they talk about enumeration, mm-hmm. and that's to number people. Right. If you look in the Latin, then later in the Constitution, they talk about a census. I think for industrial farm products, mm-hmm. and census is the old Latin word for wealth, letter for letter. Right. That's the word Caesar used. Yeah. So he would recognize the word, and so the problem is people get confused because they they use the terms interchangeably and they're totally different. Mm-hmm. But uh, the census is in Title 13, and I think there's a couple of good exceptions in there, if I remember, like Section 9 
And Section 225 has a religious exemption that you can put in. But uh, I think the best the best solution is I haven't filled one out for about 30 years. I just invite the census workers to the house. We talk about it. Okay. But I think what most people ought to do is just write Fifth Amendment in there a couple places and mail it back and Just in. mail it back, yeah. I did have... Please. She's a very nice lady. I got a knock on my door just within the past couple of years. And it was a census lady. And when she asked various questions, I just said uh, no comment. And I was very polite to her about it. But I just let her know yeah. there's certain questions I believe that they just have no business asking. And she would very politely say, okay, no comment. And she would jot that down and continue on. She didn't challenge me on yeah. anything if I didn't want to answer the question. Yeah, I had one census worker ask me, well, what could I do to make you fill this out? And I said, well, yeah. you could bribe me a little bit maybe. But Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. But could, could you see, make... The thing is, yeah. if if you fill out the census form with clever answers or evasive answers, yeah. you're still acting as a subject yeah. or a servant of the government. Right. I, but that, when, you, when, when you write Fifth Amendment in there, then now you're the master of the government yeah. and you're holding them in their limits. Well, this is where, for me, I just filled in what I thought they have the right to ask and know, according to our Constitution, sure. which is very few things that I filled out, and I just sent that back. And any queries beyond that, I just didn't answer. And eventually, I stopped hearing from them. Yeah, you could cross out the word census and put enumeration in there. Sure. Article 1, Section 2, yeah. I think. They just love people like this, don't they? They just love us. Yeah, we're just, yeah. yeah. So. They look forward to us. Yeah. Okay, okay Glenn. Thanks, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Tom, Tom's calling in from Wyoming. Well, I got into the census because, if, for those who are just joining me, there's uh, some census questions they want to put in there. The short story is they're very woke questions. And I'm looking at it going, there's, there's no point to it. You don't need to know this. And I'm not putting on a tin hat or anything like that. That's not the purpose of the census, to ask all of these personal questions or try to be woke. And one of the questions they want to know exactly how to word the question. And the Census Bureau is telling Congress they need $10 million to figure out how to properly word the question. That's your Census Bureau for you. So, no, <laughs> you don't need $10 million to try to figure out how to word a question. Absolutely not. Get a couple of census employees together. You shouldn't even be asking the question. But if, if you want to ask it, get a few employees together, sit down, and brainstorm for a little while. I'll give you about uh, 15 minutes on the clock and figure out the question and put it in there. And if anyone complains about it, well, too bad. That's our question. Move on to the next thing. This is government getting stuff done for you. All right. 888 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Back here in Wyoming, a Gillette bus driver... Sorry, after hurting kids by deliberately driving fast over bumps. I, I kind of get what happened here, and I do appreciate her apology. Hopefully she's learned something. I'll tell you the story in just a moment. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS.
819 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. All right, 888 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. See, Well Whispers texting me in Platte Rapids, Wyoming. I have to look up Well Whisper. I have to look up what that is. I'm not familiar with Platte Rapids. Okay, how can you get government workers to brainstorm? Where would the brains come from? That's what he's asking. Well, good question. Because what I had said was, to ask one question, one new question on the census. The Census Bureau is telling Congress they need $10 million to figure out what that question would be. How exactly to word it? I'm saying I'll give you, I'll, I'll randomly pick at the Census Bureau three different employees, maybe two. I'll put them in the conference room. You have 15 minutes to figure out how to word this question. Brainstorm. So what Well Whisperers say, well, where are they getting the brains from? You've got a point. All right. Uh, Gillette bus driver, after hurting kids deliberately driving fast over bumps, is apologizing. Cowboy State Daily. A school bus driver in Gillette is facing nine misdemeanor reckless endangerment for the nine kids that have some bumps in, you know, on their heads. <clears throat> the woman voiced remorse over the incident. Uh, in a Thursday interview with Cowboy State Daily, I should have I should have been paying attention and more honest. I w- should have been an adult in this situation. I'm just glad no one was seriously injured. She and students, preteens and teens, had been going over bumps for fun on the way home from school. So she's heading down. I assume not a paved road in this one. And the bumps, of course, get the kids cheering. And she's having fun with them, so she hits more bumps. Joseph reportedly told her kids to get in the back because it's got the greatest effect in the back of the bus. And if you've ridden in the back of the bus, you know there's more bumps. But it it feels bumpier back in the back of the bus, right? Okay. That was also the first day Joseph was given a uh, propane-powered bus to drive instead of a diesel-powered one. She said... That unlike the uh, warning diesel bus, the propane bus would lurch at the slightest touch. It's Well, it's lighter. I assume. Am I right about that? Quote, I was just having fun with the kids and it didn't go really well. On November 2nd, Joseph and the students plotted again to go over the same bumps. A court document said she looped around to a rugged intersection and said the speed limit there was 25. She was going about uh, 28 to 29 and said uh, the same neighborhood intersection that she lives in a different part. Well, okay, she doesn't know the route well herself. I didn't see the dip in the road when we hit the curb, and evidently some of the kids got some little bumps on their noggins because of that. Video captured the students urging the bus driver to go faster over the bumps that school day. It also showed her accelerating toward the intersection. So in other words, they're having fun and it got a little out of hand. Four students bounced out of their seat and hit the luggage rack above. Uh, One girl bit her lip and twisted her ankle. Another girl bit her lip and went to the hospital for stitches. Others had bumps on their heads. Joseph pulled over to help the students, got paper towels for bleeding She told the students if they were still hurting once they got home, they should discuss the incident with their parents, according to the affidavit. In a police interview, 
She just called it stupid. And I'm glad she went back and went, you know, that was kind of stupid. Yes. I can, on the one hand, understand how she's just trying to have some fun and it got out of hand. On the other hand, she should have been the adult in the room. Yeah? Okay. Uh, Here's another one for you. I wonder about... These are just odd stories I want to get out of the way here. Another Cowboy State Daily one. Despite what the popular Atlas map says, there is no Shemel Ranch in Wyoming. Shemel Brothers Ranch. The story says, no, despite what Wyoming Atlas might say, the Shemel Brothers Ranch in Wyoming, in Albany County, isn't a real place. What initially seemed like a case of 19th century gender bending, the story says, when the ranch was uh, founded and turned into what probably was a misprint in the 2009 6th edition of the Atlas and what Atlas and Gazetter is it what that's called of Wyoming. The property is actually the S C H M A L M E Schmiel Brothers Ranch, not Schmiel Schmiel, and is part of a network of ranches dating back to the 1880s. Later edition of the Atlas makes a correction. So was it a typo or was it somebody having fun? But just when the correction was made, uh, the 20th edition, same map, main branch of the Laramie County Public Library in Cheyenne also has that midprint. So Cowboy State Daily was told that it was either a simple typo or somebody was having a good time. Unexpected find. Myers said he enjoys exploring and backpacking over all over Wyoming. And so he was looking at a map and went, what? Well, I'll give you another one. Down in Colorado, just a little southeast of Denver. I was following, there's a YouTube page, a young lady who's a pilot down there. And she will put cameras, GoPros in her cam- in her plane and go flying around. And her videos are a lot of fun. And so she took a little flight to go a little bit further southeast of Denver. And she passed over a private airstrip, unpaved, just grass airstrip, called Happy Butt, B-U-T-T. And I called her out on that. What is that Happy Butt is the name of that ranch? I think what they mean is Happy Butte, but somebody misspelled it. And it looks like happy butt. But now you see, I have to go there someday. I have to drive down there or fly down there and go visit happy butt. Because who doesn't want to go to a place called happy butt? Finally, one more Cowboys Day Daily story. Wyoming loves Trump. November poll shows 70% in Wyoming still support Donald Trump. It says that's what the results of a recent mail-in poll conducted by Wyoming Republican Party shows 70% of the... Well, there was only 226 people who responded. Which is why I always say take polls for what they're worth. Okay, I, you know, you're only talking to 226 people here out of everybody who voted in the Republican Party. So they're trying to get a representation out of it. I'm always skeptical of these numbers, but okay. Kathy Russell, executive director of Wyoming GOP, said the state poll was mailed out to current Republican donors, participants, people who vote. A distant second was Florida Governor Ron DeSantis with 12% support. A third was South Carolina Nikki Haley with 
one voter expressed support for independent candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. So we're still, according to that, a Trump stronghold. Uh, the poll results show that Trump support hasn't changed among Wyoming Republicans. In 2020, the former president received that saved 70%. So if it's true, then Republicans in Wyoming are just as much for Trump as they were before. So take that, Liz. Hasn't changed a single thing. Heidi John in Granite Canyon. Sounds like some Karen rattled the driver out, ratted the driver out. Oh, the driver of the bus? Yeah. Luke in Newcastle, it was fun. Okay, well, so some Karen read. I wonder if it was a Karen who ratted out the bus driver because some of the kids came. One of the kids needed stitches. Quite a few of the kids had other bumps and bruises on them. So, yeah, I don't think it was a Karen that ratted out the bus driver in that case. I think it's some parents... What happened to you? Well, the bus driver and, you know, eventually at, at some point uh, there's going to be an investigation. And stuff. Some, some parent's going to complain if their kid had to go to hospital and get stitches because she bit her lip open. And another kid, again, really sprains her ankle bad. Somebody's going to have to go to the hospital. A couple of kids did. And I think that's where the whole complaint comes from. So do, what do you think? They'll keep her as a bus driver? Put her on probation? I don't know. Coming up on 8.30, local news coming your way. Right after local news, we'll get back into it again with I have more to talk about. A lot of random things, a couple of things that are not so random. And you can jump in anywhere you want because it's a Friday, and I like to just clear the slate so we can all enjoy our weekend. 888 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-WOODS. It's Wake Up Wyoming. He's not a politician, but his pants are on fire. Could someone grab an extinguisher? Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Evening. Yeah, how about if uh, maybe the hospital didn't call in on that bus driver? Well, I think they kind of have to. Kids were That's hurt. what I'm saying. They might have called the cops on that bus driver. Oh, you think the co- the the hospital did? Okay, yeah. yeah. Somebody would have anyway, because I mean, if your kid comes home with a busted lip that needs stitches, what happened? Well, the bus driver was having the fun down a you know road and bumping you know bumping us up and down, and we're all laughing and having a good time. And well, I bit my lip. I need stitches, and I sprained my ankle. Somebody's calling the cops. Whether it's the hospital, it could be. That would very, I think, I think that's very likely, or maybe a parent did, but somebody had to anyway, right? Yeah, just, just, just sounds like uh, the way we live in this woke world. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I, I don't think in this case, because when you're again, if your kid needs stitches, and you find out it was the bus driver being a bit irresponsible, I think someone should make a phone call. Well, maybe. Yeah. Okay, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. I mean, look, if the kids were just getting bounced around, that's still irresponsible, and somebody should say something to the bus driver. You need to be the adult. I understand you were having fun, and it got out of hand. I, you know, I get that. But as soon as kids need stitches, well, at that point, and somebody sprained her ankle, 
In fact, the bus driver went back to the back of the bus with paper towels to clean up some of the blood because more than one kid bit her lip. A couple of girls bit their lips. And, yeah, and some kids had bumps on their heads. So, yeah, somebody's going to end up calling and going, what are you doing to my kid? I actually, I get that. Now, I don't think the bus driver needs to be arrested. If anything, here's what I would do, because the bus driver really does seem remorseful about it, right? If anything, if I were her boss, we're going to have a little bit of a sit down. And, you know, there's things like probationary periods and all sorts of stuff like that. But also, you're going to, and this this is, I'll have to see if the bus driver is willing to do this or not, but she's going to do it if she wants to keep her job. You need to go to the parents of the kids who were hurt because a couple of those kids, again, were bleeding and offer an apology. Okay, because that was irresponsible. I understand everybody was just having a good time, but it got out of hand. And who's the adult on the bus? There's only one adult on the bus. And parents do trust the bus driver with their kids' safety. So I, I do, I'm not putting down having a good time. I, I had a bus driver. In fact, for those of you who liked The Simpsons, when the television show The Simpsons came along... I thought to myself, he looks and acts exactly like my bus driver when I was in high school. And that guy was a lot of fun. But he was also a very good driver. At the same time, he was just a hoot. He was a good time. And he played, he had, there were radio speakers. uh, There was a radio in the bus with speakers that went uh, in the ceiling down the end of the bus. And man, we, we would drive home to some jams. I mean, he cranked it up. So he was a good time. But he was also a real safe driver at the same time. All right. You can change the subject all you want. I don't mind. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number, 888-97-WOODS. And a lot of people that I answer, let me give you some of the names real quick, then I'll get to the next story. There's Iady John in Granite Canyon, Luke in Newcastle, Grandpa Rich in Thermopolis, Well Whisper in Platte Rapids, Wyoming, Bob is in Casper, Wild Transplant is in Cheyenne, DJ's in Gillette, and Dave is in Torrington. Huey's in Guernsey. I'm just naming a few here. There's more. These are people who send me text messages while I'm on the air. So get the Wake Up Wyoming app. Download it at your app store for free. It's free. Just go to your app store, Wake Up Wyoming. There you go. One of the many free options, it's all free, is you hit the chat button. And you can send me a text message or pictures or links. And I answer back both on and off the air. So we can get the conversation going. Or you can call the show, 888 was. All right, let's real quick uh, swing over to Washington, D.C., to the vice presidents of the United States. I said, Red and Casper, if my kids had to get stitches because the bus driver is being irresponsible, she needs to cover the bill. Oh. So not the school covering the bill, but the bus driver needs to pay the bill. That's interesting. I don't disagree. I, I really don't disagree with that. All right. Um, your vice president, Camilla Harris, 106 House Republicans attempt to defund Camilla Harris's office. <laughs> Is it Cam- Camilla? Kamala? I've heard it pronounced so many different ways. Representative Mike Collins, Republican of Georgia, proposed amendments to the Financial Services General Government Appropriations Act to cut funding. However, Most Republicans and all Democrats were against it. 
The amendment failed in 106 to 322 vote. Quote, my amendment prohibits any funding from being used by the office of the vice president for salaries and other expenses. She has been a failure as vice president from her inability to manage her team effectively. Yeah, she has had so many people quit on her. I mean, a lot of people have quit on a lot of people have quit on her to um, disastrous job as borders are failed to secure anything. The Biden-Harris far-left border policies, he says, are to blame for this crisis. And what was this border? What, what has she done about it? Nothing. She's put in charge of it, as borders are. Nothing. As far as I know, hasn't even gone to the border. Not really. Yeah. So since she is not succeeding in anything, how about just defund her office? Representative Mike Collins, I'm sure you'll be shocked but I just had to debate a Republican on the House floor who was defunding the office of the vice president. I argued she sucks at securing our border and therefore shouldn't be paid. If my amendment passes, her office will be defunded. And of course, it's not going to be defunded. Of course, I thought that was just interesting hysteria. Here's what I would defund, though. I've thought about this many times over. How about defund the office of the first lady? You know, the First Lady of the United States gets an office and a staff. I forget how much they spend on it, but it's it's a lot. The First Lady, it wasn't always that way. For the longest time, the First Lady of the United States didn't get anything. She was just the wife of the president. If the president turns out to be a lady at some point, and that's going to happen, then the husband of the president, the first dude, would get nothing. Because we didn't elect the spouse. We didn't hire the spouse to do anything. So to give them an office and a staff, absolutely not. And yet we're doing that, and it costs us a lot of money to do that. The office of the spouse of the president gets a lot of... I'll look it up during the next long news and information break to see what it is, because it's gone up a lot over the years. Greg and Cheyenne, my bus driver had the 8-track cranked. Yes, I'm that old. He had an 8-track. That's cool. There, Here's something, Greg, that'll really... <clears throat> I think it's... it's. I like it. It's a hell of a compliment. But I wonder if some parents will not approve. There are, in Wyoming, a few bus drivers. I know one of them is in Gillette, but there's a few bus drivers, just a few. Who, they have radios, a lot of modern-day buses, school buses. Yeah, they put radios and speakers, especially if the kids are going to be on the bus for a long time. Some of those bus drivers tune in this show. I know because I get messages from kids on the bus. Yeah, my bus driver tunes into your show, and we listen to you on the way to school in the morning. They're sending their text me- They're texting me over the Wake Up Wyoming app while they're driving it. I wonder how many parents would look at that and go, oh, Lord, no, hell no. Let's wake up. Listen to Glenn Woods anywhere you roam with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Eight 
48 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. I just sent Frank Gambino a note here. Hey, call in. It's been a weird morning, technologically speaking. I'm working out of here, but uh, it often happens, I've told you before, that when Windows decides to do an update, which I, I suspect that might have been what happened here. Windows does an update, and when that happens, weird things on our end go wrong. I just, all sorts of things get rearranged computer-wise. So let me see. I got okay. I just sent Frank a note to call the program because Miss Mary's trying to call him, and he's not answering his phone. Okay, okay. Wait a second. Uh, he said the first hour that he tried to call us, but my phone never rang. Hmm. So, can we say, Mary, that Frank is... I get I get sent to straight to voicemail. Okay. <laughs> uh, says, uh, okay. All right. <laughs> he also has tech issues. All right, all right. We'll try to get a hold of him somehow. In fact, um... Yeah, kind of right. I tell you what, uh, never mind. Well, I'll just go on with the next thing that I have here. If we can get a hold of him at some point, that'd be great. We got him last hour, but all right. Those are the issues for live radio for you. There is a geology. Here's what I was going to tell Frank about. There is a geologist that I follow, uh, several. One lives in Wyoming, and there's a couple of other geologists that are just, they come into Wyoming on occasion. One in particular spent quite a few weeks here this past summer. And they have YouTube channels where they talk about Wyoming geology. Or the, the other two, just geology in general. When they're in Wyoming, they talk about Wyoming geology. Okay, so there's one. I've sent him a note. I've chatted with him before online. You know when you're driving around the state and you see a sign that points to the rocks and says, these rocks are this kind of a rock. Thought to be this old. They give you a date. Okay, cool. It lets you know a little bit about the geology here. So here's this geologist who's been visiting Wyoming, traveling around all summer long, and he got down to the Wyoming-Utah border. He's right there at Flaming Gorge, and he's fishing. And where he's fishing, he's on the Utah side, but Wyoming is right there. Hang on a second. Is this going to be him? Because the line is ringing. Um, so uh, there is Frank. Ah, we finally got a hold of Frank. Frank, I'm going to finish this story one of these days, but it's too late now because I got you, and you have to go with sports. So, all right, I'll do. It. I'll do it pretty fast. Yes. How about that? Yep. High school football championship games here in Laramie this afternoon. The first game will be the two A contest. As Bighorn will meet Torrington. Bighorn won the state championship last season over Lovell with a touchdown in the last minute of the game. The Rams are 9-1 and one and beat Torrington by 5 in the regular season. The Blazers lost the first two games of the year but improved week by week immensely to get to the title game. They come in at 8-3. and three. That game will start at noon today at War Memorial Stadium. The second game today will be the 3A championship as Star Valley plays Cody. Star Valley beats beat Cody in last year's state title game. And Star Valley also handled Cody, handed Cody their only loss of the season 41-14. Both teams are 10-1. That's a 3 p.m. start today from the war. Now, tomorrow, the first championship game will be the 1A six-man game. And Little Snake River will take on Burlington. Little Snake River has won the last two state titles in six-man and beat Burlington in the last year's title game. LSR is 9-0 on the year and Burlington 9-1. These two teams did not play each other during the regular season. And 1 p.m. tomorrow, Wind River will play Big Piney in the nine-man championship. Wind River 10-0. And the Big Piney, their only loss of the season, so the punchers are 9-1. 
finally tomorrow at 4 p.m. It's, Tri- it's Sheridan's Chinese for the 4A championship. It's a rematch of last year's title game won by Sheridan. Bronx are 11-0 and beat East during the regular season. The Thunderbirds are 10-1. Keep track of all the high school football championship games on wildreps.com. And tonight in college football, the Wyoming Cowboys will be in Las Vegas to meet UNLV. Win as many games as you can and get to the best bowl game you can is the name of the game for the folks. UW is 6-3 overall, 3-2 in Marlowe's play. Don't overlook UNLV. They're much better than they have been in previous years. 7-2 overall, 4-1 league play. That'll be a 8.45 start uh, in Wyoming time. We'll have that for you on Teacher Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. Okay. Hey, Frank, we'll get the next one right. I swear we will. All right, I, I hope we'll figure it out. Yeah, okay. Coming up on Sally. Hey, folks, I will tell you the story about the geologists in Wyoming because it's actually kind of interesting. But if you want to get a beat on that, jump ahead. Go to the Wake Up Wyoming website because there it is. It's actually kind of an interesting story about something that the geologists noticed that was a mistake that Wydot made. It's, it's a fun story. We'll get to it. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. National news, local news, update on the weather forecast. Open phones. I found out how much the First Lady of the United States in her office makes. I'll tell you all about that. You're not supposed to make anything. Let's wake up, Wyoming. On deck. Six of time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, so real quick, I told the story earlier this morning, but I want to go back to it real quick. It is on the Wake Up Wyoming website. I got, I'm sorry, the last break with Frank, uh, we had some technical issues. I didn't get to finish the story. If you want to see it, it actually is kind of a fun story, and I did send it to YDOT to see if I can get an answer for it. There's a geologist, several geologists I follow. I like science in general. And one nice thing about today's internet and YouTube is many scientists go ahead and just put up YouTube channels and talk about what they're working on. So I follow theoretical physicists, astrophysicists, geologists. One geologist lives in Wyoming. Several others visit Wyoming from time to time. One of them noticed when he was... In Wyoming, he was at the Utah-Wyoming border fishing right there at Flaming Gorge. And he could see the road right there. And there was a sign on the Wyoming side that pointed, like a lot of Wyoming signs do, to pointing to the rocks. This rocks, these rocks are, and there's an arrow pointing up. And as a geologist, he realized that that sign was wrong. Every other Wyoming geology sign he thought was correct, but that one was wrong. And he did a really interesting video on why the sign misidentifies what it's pointing at. I thought the video was a lot of fun. So I posted on the Wake Up Wyoming site. I was uh, chatting with the uh, geologist online about it. I sent it to YDOT to see if they would correct it, just, just to find out. So Micah's on the phone about the census. Morning, Micah. Good morning. Um... You know, the census, if people would just go back to its real purpose, it's really a very simple instrument. And, you know, I had looked it up, and it says that 
It helps the government decide how to distribute funds and assistance to states and localities. Right. Well, that's understandable. Okay. It is also used to draw the lines of legislative districts and reapportion the seats each state holds in Congress. Right. And since this is a valuable tool for understanding demographic changes, mm-hmm. this is important because this is the main tool used for studying demographic changes. Right. That, I don't know if that's all that important or not, mm-hmm. but maybe it is. Well, I think the it, only thing is also, would be um, how old are we? You know, like, are, are we having an yeah. aging population? Are we young? That's about the only thing I'd want to know. Oh, uh, well, I thought, too, that it would include race and okay. religions and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, yeah. okay, and it says it is also important, and this is quite understandable. Also, it is important for deciding the number of representatives for the House of Representatives. So beyond that, I don't know what the big stink is, except that, you know, over time, everybody wants to get their John Hancock on some little change. Yeah. But it should be a very, very short and simple, you know, actually, it would be interesting to find the original census form. That would be. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I bet it's not very long. Here's what I would like to see. I know a lot of things happen online these days. You can do it that way or through the mail, any way you want, whatever. If it arrives in the mail, it's about the size of a postcard. You check a couple of boxes and write a couple of things in. It already, it's already stamped. Toss it back in your mailbox and put the flag up and you're done. These longer census forms, what really got me, Micah, was because they have a question dealing with people's preferred, uh, however they want to identify, you know, as their sexuality. They yeah. want it, They want $10 million from Congress to figure out how to ask the question. I know. I understand that. And yeah. it's absolutely ridiculous. But so much of today's world is ridiculous. Yes, it is. So, that, but here's the good part about that. I think but, we should just go back to the original yeah. purpose, the right. original form. And let that be it. I will say this much for the world being really ridiculous. I mean, even more ridiculous than when you and I were younger. And that keeps me employed. And so I'm happy about that. Yeah. Okay. Speaking Uh, of which, on your bus driver incident, Uh you know, there, I think, that is between the company and the driver and the population right around there. I, I also agree with the concept of put her on probation. But, you know, it's one thing when when you're driving around and you've got your neighbor's kids in the car and whatever. That neighbor is entrusting you with whatever. But when you are an, an employee of a company that has rules and you have to pass certain criteria to even be able to qualify, I'm sure, number one, speeding is not one of them. Even right. if it's not at a high speed, mm-hmm. that's not the point. She was speeding. Yes. <laughs> um, and secondly, just even looking at, at taking care of the equipment itself. Right. You know, trying trying to purposely hit the bumps. Yes. <laughs> that's not real good on no, the No, that's not good. No, Somewhere that's down dead. the yeah. road, somebody's paying for that. You have a good I point. I mean, yeah. I don't think that she should be super chastised for it. Right. But she should be... Yeah. Certainly reminded of what her responsibilities are, mm-hmm. given another chance, you know, because this is not the most crucial problem in the world. Well, and also, um, a lot of communities are having trouble finding people who want to be bus drivers, so... Well, yeah, yeah. because some of the little darlings on the bus aren't the greatest people <laughs> well, to be around either. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
but yeah, I, I don't think that, and I don't even think it should be given all the publicity that it's being given. Right. I mean, this is not, you know, to me, one of the priority problems of the world. No, but I but do understand. It should I, be brought to somebody's attention, right. and it should be you know, handled internally. This, uh, I, I agree with everything you said. The only thing that I look at is if I had a kid who was on that bus and came home with a sprained ankle and needed stitches on her lip, I want some questions answered and I want to know who's going to be dealt with over that. Well, yeah, I mean, I would certainly want to be a piece too, yes, but at the yeah. same time, I'm one of those parents where... You know, life happens. It does, yeah. That's why I said I do do not want her fired. I don't. But there's got to be some consequences here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lesson learned, and she, you know, claims Because, like you were saying, too, with your bus driver as a a kid, and we had a bus driver that was a, oh, two bus drivers. They were um, firefighters in reality, but bus driving on on the side. And they were a hoot, but very responsible. Yeah, very good drivers. Even though they were fun bus drivers. Sure. I don't think they broke any rules either. Yeah, that's right. So. <laughs> right. Thank you, Micah. I appreciate it. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. So, okay, here's the next one I had, and I'll get on to a different subject. I I had asked the question last hour. So, the office of the first lady, how much does that office make? Because they're not supposed to make anything. And, and I'm asking the question because there's members of Congress, Republicans, who are trying to defund things certain people who are not doing their jobs. It's not going to go anywhere, but in the new budget, they're trying to defund certain things. And one wants um, the vice president defunded because she hasn't gotten anything done. Now, the first lady does not receive any money. She doesn't get paid. I can't find anything, although I know they do, uh, Joe Biden's office, her, she does have a staff. The best I can find, Michelle Obama, her salary, uh, well, her office, because, again, Michelle didn't get any money. Her office got about $1.5 million a year. Now, since then, we've had Trump's wife is in there. How much? And then we have Jill Biden. So that's probably gone up to maybe $2 million by now. I'm thinking at least. All right. Bill is in Laramie. Hi, Bill. Hey, hello, Glenn. Hello. Hey, I have a comment. Are you there? No, I'm right here, yeah. Okay, I have a I have a comment on the census uh-huh. that is kind of always been a burr in my side. Um, you know, it's, it's used to uh, increase our representatives in the House. Mm-hmm. And when they do this census, this time we have 7 to 8 million people in the country that are here illegally. Right. That will be counted in that census. Where do you suppose their their representation is going to be end up? Yeah, there. I wonder. I, I'm just thinking out loud here. They're probably going to. Oh, in fact, you made me think of two things. On the one hand, they're probably going to go where they get the most free stuff, and that's Correct. not going to be Republican states. But then, Correct. at the same time, the homeless population is probably going to go where they get the most free stuff which is not going to be your Republican states. Therefore, when it comes time to vote, how do you think... And and I know that the illegals are not supposed to vote, but you know the Democrats want them to. So how do you think they're trying to stack the deck here? Well, 
they're they're gaining more representation in the House based yeah. on the number of, on the census, which which basically doesn't give them the right to vote. Yeah. But it what it does is it gives the states that sponsor that, like California, more representation than Wyoming or right. any little state. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got eighty eight million people in this country illegally right now mm-hmm. that are going to be added to the next census right. count, and those basically more representation in the house is going to go somewhere mm-hmm. i mean that's that's a way that the deck gets stacked stacked against uh citizens is because everybody gets counted in the census right yeah okay if they fill the census out i mean a lot of them don't but you know because they're afraid they're going to get caught if they you know get rounded up if yeah. you know where they're at right but well, I also worry. Here's something else that I do worry about. There are those people who, like me, I look at the census and I think, what are you asking all of this for? You can't ask all of it. And so at least I fill some things out that they're allowed to know and I send it back. But I have met people who I don't fill that out. Well, you should because it it gives us our representation. It tells them how much representation we get. So fill something out. Correct. I agree you need to fill something out. but. Yeah. There are questions on every document we fill out today uh, that probably shouldn't be asked, but Mm -hmm. they ask them. Right. All right, Bill. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Nine twenty-three is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Triple Eight Ninety-Seven Woods. The phone number that's eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. Because we can't go through a Friday without getting Jude from Mills on the phone, so she can vent. So it's safe for the rest of us to go outside. Hey, Jude. Hey, good morning. I caught a couple of articles this morning. One that the Wyoming legislators is considering a bill that uh, would make it five thousand dollar fine and carry up. 10 years in prison if you're caught, uh, what is it, uh, intimidating or uh, uh, threatening a judge here in Wyoming. Well, I hate to break it to you boys, but there's already laws on the books in the federal. You can't do it. Uh, So to me, that's a waste of time with our legislators as well. Um, I think it was over that judge up in uh, Jackson Hole that uh, interfered with our law about stopping abortion. And uh, what did she say? Oh, Wendy Bartlett uh, said that there was a bomb threat at her house. But, you know, if there was a bomb threat, why wouldn't you let somebody somebody from the cops go in? She denied them access to her home, which makes me think she's a liar. Uh, The second story is the Supreme Court. They're going to want to block domestic abusers from owning guns. Well, there's a problem with that, too, because uh, one, it's not in the Constitution about blocking anybody that beat up his wife. Secondly, uh, what's going to stop a wife from saying, oh, he beat me up, so he's dangerous. Let's take his gun right. And who's going to decide that? You know what I mean? Because mm. I have known some pretty vindictive women in my life. Right, yeah. Well, and, I, uh, trust it, me, I have too. And I think, now, who's supposed to decide that is maybe a 
judge or a jury of the peers, but it's got to have, if, if anybody gets it, rights taken away, it's got to go through due process. And there's the biggest Correct. problem uh, I have found, Judy, is we've had, in fact, do you remember we had for a while there, the TSA could go ahead and put you on a no-fly list and I'm on it. You are. And then you would have to go and convince them that you're not supposed to be on it. It's not supposed yeah, to work that exactly. way. In order to take your rights away, you were supposed to have your day in court or they can't take your rights away. They had the cart before the horse in that one. Oh, yeah. And it's the same with this one, too. I had a friend years ago. Okay, this is the story on it real quick. Uh, his name was Randy. And him and his wife were married about 10 years. They had a couple little girls. And the wife accused him of molesting the children. Well, okay, they took his uh, he he they took his rights to his kids away. And we found him dead in Cheyenne in a hot tub. Oh. He had committed suicide because of what she had said. That was never proven. The kids never said it. And here it is, like ten, twelve years later. Yeah. And the kids are going. That never happened. So Randy killed himself because of a vindictive wife. Yeah, these things do happen. Yeah, right. So they're going to take your gun rights because some some crazy woman says, oh, well, he beat me up once 10 years ago. Right. All right. You know? Okay. And I with run the on judge up there, we need to get this abortion thing straightened out because yeah. uh, we don't want it in Wyoming, and that's been proven. So she needs right. to step off the judge and quit being stupid. Okay. Have a great weekend. All right. All right. Bye. Head on over to Brad, who's in Cheyenne. Hi, Brad. Hey, how you doing? Very today? good, sir. What you got? Well, I was just uh, wanting to comment a little bit about Micah's conversation and the direction she was taking her attitude towards this woman bus driver that was willfully, uh, you know, being disobedient to uh, the rules and regulations of employment, uh, right. driving a school bus. And I just think that literally laughing, which she was, and saying, well, you know, life happens. Okay. Uh, if Micah was the person that I went to to talk to, you know, the employer of the woman who was driving the bus and I ran into somebody like that, I'll guarantee you I'd work to get her fired. Yeah. If my child was on the bus and being endangered like that, right. not to mention, you know, the other kids. Okay. Uh, I, I just think that her attitude was, you know, in, incorrect and, you know, not very good. Real quick, because I don't have a whole lot of time here. What about the bus driver? Would you have her fired or dealt with in some other way? I would absolutely have her fired because, okay. uh, you know, when you're deliberately hitting potholes, you can damage the front end, cause a wreck, and, yeah. you know, literally kill people. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling in, Brad. I appreciate it. Coming up on some great calls today. By the way, folks, great calls today. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. News time. Update on your weather forecast, and we get back into it for another segment of Open Phones. Triple eight ninety seven Woods eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Wake up, Wyoming. If it's happening in Wyoming, it's on Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods from K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS.
9.36 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Miss Mary had two different callers that wanted to pass on the message that it is the Marine Corps birthday. So for all those who serve, thank you for your service. Don't forget Veterans Day. We come up on this weekend as well. 888-97-WOODS, a phone number. It's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Wanted to read this real quick, and the gentleman asked me, please don't use my name, and that's okay. So as I said, people text me over the Wake Up Wyoming app. And I answer back. So this person, hello, he says, I'm one of those guys working on installing windmills. I like my job and it pays the bills. I worked in the oil field for 12 years when Biden took office. Myself and everyone I knew on the oil field were out of work within a few months. The wind turbines give all, a lot of us a chance to work again. I'm not a fan of wind turbines, but I need to provide for my family, which I understand that. Okay. I wonder how many other people who work in installing and maintaining wind turbines think that way. I, I don't know the answer to that. I'm just kind of thinking out loud. All right. Another one for you here. Many Americans think... Climate change will cause most rivers in the West to dry up. Okay. <laughs> uh, let me read that again because I think that's interesting. This is from Wyoming Public Media or just in general uh, public radio. Okay, not just Wyoming Public Radio. Many Americans think climate change will cause most rivers in the West to dry up. Part of that is because of the recent drought we went through. And now we're out of that. La Nina, El Nino. We've talked about that before. But there's another part about that that I just want to quickly address. We'll, so will climate change cause rivers and lakes to dry up? Well, of course. But it'll also cause rivers and lakes to occur in other places. Let's not forget when it comes to here, it just let's just take Wyoming, in the West in general. We used to be part of an inland sea that ran from what we now call the Gulf of Mexico all the way up to the North Pole, which was, at the time, didn't have any ice. Sea levels were much higher at the time because it was the planet was a much warmer place. And life was in abundance, by the way, during that time. And so the entire West went from under an ocean to a big lake to a swamp and now most of it is either a high plains desert or prairie or even just a desert in general. In fact, when you go over to Utah, much of Utah, we, we take a look at Salt Lake City, Utah, the, salt, the Great Salt Lake and how many other lakes were out there. Much of Wyoming was a lake at one time. We keep getting drier. And that was happening long before human beings ever got here. So to the people at Wyoming Public Media, so do you think the west of rivers and lakes and out west will dry up someday? It is very possible. Let's not forget, North Africa, it really wasn't all that long ago. North Africa was one of the most fertile places on earth. It was green and lush. It had a lot of big lakes and rivers. Now North Africa is just rolling sand dunes. Now, human beings didn't do that. That was nature. 
And a lot of different things caused it. Part of it was the Himalayan mountains rising. It was part of it. But there was more to it than that. There was a lot of things that caused that area to become just the big sand pile that it is now. And the more that, uh, well, geologists and archaeologists dig into those sand dunes, the more they find evidence of ancient civilizations that lived up there in North Africa. So when I see a headline here that says, many Americans think that the West, the, the rivers will dry up because of climate change. My only answer to that is, well, of course, and it's very, po- it doesn't mean it's going to, but it's very possible it could. And don't blame human beings for that. Because that change has been going on for a very long time. Again, where you are right, if you're listening to me here out west, where you are used to be at the bottom of the ocean. It used to be a big lake, a series of smaller big lakes. It used to be a swamp. And now it's either a prairie or a high plains desert or just a sandy desert or like around Salt Lake City and much of Utah, just dead lake beds. I got a laugh out of when Burning Man was a... This year, Burning Man had a lot of rain, as you know. All the news stories about Burning Man and all the rain, right? Burning Man had a whole lot of rain. When it was over with all that mud... There were a few people crying about, oh, climate change could ruin. Hey, uh, just so you know, where you do Burning Man used to be a big lake. Now you're able to do Burning Man there because it's all dried up. And it dried up long before humans ever arrived on the scene. So when I, again, when I see a headline, do you think it could get all so dry up? Well, yeah, that's a possibility. That could happen. The opposite could happen, too. We don't know. Because things continually, constantly change and evolve. All right? They, they just do. All right, 942 is the time. We've got Frank Cambino coming up one more time. Uh, yeah, no more room for that. Okay. Just checking to make sure I'm on schedule. Let's wake up. One- He's talking to himself in a padded room. And you could be the voice in his head. Join the conversation on Wake Up Wyoming, 866-97-WOODS. is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go one last time to talk to Frank Gambino before we get into the weekend here. Frank, I had posted early this week a few myths about Wyoming that we need to clear up. Okay, let's start with the first one. That first one, you don't want to start with the last one? Okay, fine. We'll just start with the first one. Yeah, we start with the first one here. Okay, uh, some people who have been in just to the east side of Wyoming actually consider the state to be flat. Right, because (laughs) it is. That side. Yeah. The rest of it, no. Okay. Uh, People in Yellowstone are not worried about the super volcano because actually geologists have told us it's not really going to happen. Okay, well, if it happens, I hope it happens like next week because I have bills to pay. You do? Okay. And I would like to at least have a phone call before it blows up to tell them that they were wrong. Right, yeah. yeah. What about that lady that said it was going to happen on a certain day and they yes. just tased her? Never did. Okay. Uh, actually, Wyoming does not have one single buffalo in the state. What does it have? Bison. Okay. 
Okay, buffalo are actually in, like, Africa, some Asian country. There's animals there which are buffalo. Some people came out uh, to Wyoming, some of the first people to really explore out here, and they looked and went, oh, buffalo. No, bison. It's a different animal. Okay. Okay. I'll buy that one. Okay. Um, Let me see. Yes, we do get irritated over overseeing green license plates. It's a whole thing, just so you know. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, the wind does stop here sometimes for brief periods of time. Brief periods of time. Right. Brief. And everybody falls over. That's the joke. Uh, Not all Wyomingites are cowboys, but we have a lot of great respect for them. Okay. Uh, Wyomingites are not concerned about locking their doors. My answer was we do lock our doors and we have guns. So... Pretty much, yeah. Things have changed, yeah. And this one, I think, because you travel so much, distance in Wyoming is measured in hours, not miles. Right, yes, time. Yeah, because, especially if you get onto some of the back roads there, I mean, how many miles it is doesn't matter. It's how long does it take you to do those miles that matters. So, when you ask someone from Wyoming how far away is it, they're going to tell you how many hours it takes to get there. And it's always hours. It's never minutes. No, no, yeah, it's like two hours, hour yes. and a half, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Nobody ever tells you, don't worry about it, it's like a five-minute drive. <laughs> yeah, I have never yet, in fact, I did when I first got to Wyoming. Oh, you can go visit such and such a place, it's only four hours away, only four hours, okay. Now I've gotten used to it. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Well, we'll have plenty of high school football here in Laramie today and tomorrow with the high school football championships. Our first game today, we'll have Bighorn and Torrington in the 2A championship. Uh, That will be beginning at noon. The uh, Bighorn Rams won the state championship a year ago over Lovell with a touchdown in the last minute of the game. And they also, they're 9-1 and beat Torrington by 5 in the regular season. The Blazers lost their first two games of the season, but improved week by week. To get to the title game, they are 8-3. and three. That game will start at noon today at War Memorial Stadium. Second game today at 3 o'clock, we'll have the 3A championship. Star Valley will play Cody. Star Valley a winner over Cody in last year's state title game. And Star Valley also handed Cody their only loss of the season, 41-14. Both teams are 10-1. and one. That's a 3 p.m. start from the war. Now tomorrow, it's first championship game at 10 in the morning. It will be the six-man game as Little Snake River will take on Burlington. LSR has won the last two state titles in six-man and beat Burlington in last Last year's title game, Little Snake River 9-0, and Burlington 9-1. and These teams did not play each other in the regular season. And at 1 p.m. tomorrow, Wind River will play Big Piney in the 1A nine-man championship. Wind River 10-0 and and handed Big Piney their only loss of the season, uh, so the punchers are 9-1. and Finally, tomorrow at 4 p.m., it's Sheridan and Chinese for the 4A championship. It's a rematch of last year's title game won by Sheridan. The Broncos are 11-0, and they beat Easter in the regular season. The Thunderbirds are 10-1 and and keep track of all of those high school football championship games today and tomorrow on wildpreps.com. Climbing college football, the Wyoming Cowboys will be in Las Vegas to meet UNLV. Win as many games as you can and get the best bowl game you can. That's the name of the game for the folks from here on out. UW is 6-3 and three overall, 3-2 three and two in Mountain West play. Don't overlook UNLV. They're much better than they have been. They're 7-2 and two overall, 4-1 and one in league play. Cowboys are 5.5-point underdogs in the game. We'll have that for you on KT Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. The high school volleyball All-State selections have been announced. 4A champion Laramie had 
has a four-time All-State pick in Maddie Stuckey. Michonne Saylors and Tessa Dowd also made All-State for the Plainsman for the first time. Kelly Walsh had two All-Staters in Kendall Allaire and McKenna Lorenzen. Brady Slabs of Cheyenne East also made All-State. In 2A, Burns uh, player Brooke Hansen, All-State for the second time. Her teammates Taya Gallegos and Savannah Kirkbride made it for the first time. Emily Haas and Jessica Hoffman, first-time uh, first All-State selections for Pine Blossom Class 2A. And that's it in sports. So we got the big UW game. Any changes in your opinions about what's going to happen i think wyoming's going to win again okay you think so is it a big yeah. win i mean a good one well just, no, I, just... if, if it, you know what glenn it may come down to the last play of the game okay it's going to be a close one but they got this yes okay and since you're playing in vegas everybody now bet against wyoming because frank has said right, yeah yeah just head, head over to that sports, <laughs> yeah, sports right. book before you go to the game yep all right thank you frank have a great weekend and he will have a great weekend because he's covering football in laramie so High school football. All right, coming up, hey, folks, um, sorry about the technical issues, but you're, and I mean this, you really made it a great show. Got some incredible calls today, a lot of great messages off the app. That makes the program. We'll do it again on Monday. And mean not, keep that Wake Up Wyoming app with you, and you can go back and listen to old programs off the Wake Up Wyoming app, like a podcast, for free.